This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. On your Saturday afternoon, chilling out with your crew. I'm chilling out with mine. I got David and Rick and Tyler and, of course, Brendan Tobin. I am Sean Levine, and we're talking fighting here. It's tapped out on the BetQL Network. Speaking of fighting, bro, you want to talk about a fighter who all of a sudden, this guy's been around for a while, mediocre, wins, loses, and all of a sudden, Houston absolutely loved this guy. All of a sudden, the UFC loves this guy. Bobby Green filling in for Benil Daryush. Who saw that one coming versus Islam? Now, it's a gambling show, so let me give you the odds. Islam's a huge, huge favorite in this fight. When I say huge, minus 770 right now, according to the odds makers, the comeback on Bobby Green. You can get King Green at plus 540 you were talking about live odds and you know live wires and having a fun night bobby green at plus 540 look islam's look completely unstoppable first of all would you put actual money on him and second of all can you believe this is actually happening well i mean it's a big credit to bobby because you're gonna go in there immediately as uh if you are able to pull off this upset like he'll definitely be in there now as a contender for the division which i don't think he would have even with everybody was happy with him and his performance you go and you get this no win no chance no chance that he's no chance that he's gonna win no no well probably no chance that he's gonna win but i was saying that if he his only hope of becoming an actual right, contender right, right. is by going out there taking this fight and winning this fight i agree that's with how you, you gotta do somehow it pull this off everybody's gonna be talking about bobby green i'm, I'm listen i'm super bummed we're not getting darius versus Makachev because i thought that this was in a lot of ways going to maybe, maybe be your next number one contender fight um, and that I don't necessarily know if Bobby Green is even able to pull that off. I don't know if he's going to get uh, a title shot right away, but now he's officially in the mix and you're the one who kind of beats the, uh, beats the boogeyman, so to speak. Makachev, everybody's, you know, making it as the next Habib already. So it's huge onions by him. It's a huge cut, but I also don't think there's a lot of uh, risk on it either. Like, I think if he loses, like, all right, he took the fight on basically 10 days notice. So it's a, it's a great gamble by him. And we, we, you know, we, we talk odds all the time of the show, like, if you're saying what are the repeat, he is playing with house money. This is a house money fight for Bobby Green. And if he's able to come up and he's able to beat Magachev, it's a career changer for him, I think. It really is. Now, I don't know if he jumps the line completely and fights for a title, although Dana likes guys that are he always lo- yeah. willing to fight. I mean, so and, and that's Bobby Green. Like, especially coming off that last performance, it was complete and total domination and it was fun to watch and the crowd was eating out of his hand so i agree with you i doubt bobby green wins this fight the odds makers don't think he's going to win this fight again makachev minus 770 so unlikely to happen but bobby green man he puts one on your chin we've seen it before all of a sudden he might be that guy in line so very interesting situation that i didn't think that we'd be talking about that came up in the middle of the week Uh, as the odds go on 
Charles Oliveira is going to be taking on Justin Gaethje. Gaethje plus 136. Charles Dubronx Oliveira, the champion, at minus 162. This is a very interesting fight because we haven't seen Justin Gaethje use his wrestling in the in, basically in the UFC at all. Like a little bit before he got here, but generally since he's been in this octagon, we haven't seen him wrestle. This might be the fight that he has to, that he doesn't have any sort of choice. And we know how good Dubronx is once he gets you on the ground. So that to me is what makes this fight the most interesting is Charles Oliveira has gotten so much better on his feet, right? Over the last like two or three years, he's become that dude that can knock you out also. So is this a fight that happens on its feet? Is it a fight that happens on the ground? And if it does, advantage where? This thing can be anywhere. I don't know, man. Like, it's not, honestly, when you read me those odds, I was a little surprised that they were as close as they were because I feel like that people would be more on the Oliver. What Oliveira, do you know? On the Oliver. I thought that, like, on Oliver's last couple performances, I thought that that would get people more swinging the fact of, of him being an even heavier favorite because I feel like he's taken on somewhat of a version of this the last two fires between the Michael Chandler winning the title, between beating Dustin Poirier. Like, these guys who are kind of good everywhere, who are great strikers, guys who want to stand in there with the war, they'll probably have a great first round against him, and he's been durable and has been able to bounce back. Yeah, Justin Gaethje, maybe you think that he is a little bit more of a zombie, uh, can come back a little bit more forward on on, uh, on on Charles Oliveira. He can last a little bit longer. Maybe he gives the leg kicks and he makes it a little bit more hell, but I don't know. Like I think that Charles Oliveira has definitely shown himself to be capable of handling fighters like this, and you say, is he going to start wrestling again? I say no. What, why is Justin Gaethje going to change from who he is? I, I, I think that he's going to go. He's going to think that I'm going to out-tough him even more so than Dustin did, even more so than Michael Chandler did. One guy that, if you want to do MMA math, one guy that he beat in a fight of the year, one guy that he lost to in an absolute war. So I think he's just going to think I'm going to do it better than those guys did, and that's going to be my path to success because that's the type of fighter that he is. Oh, my friend. Oh, my friend. I never saw you as the sucker that you're sounding like right now. Brendan Tobin in Miami, Sean Levine in Kansas City. You're The difference between these two guys, and frankly the reason that Gaethje doesn't have the belt right now and Oliveira does, was because of a weird set of circumstances where Gaethje ended up having to fight Khabib. Charles Oliveira did not. Don't you mm -hmm. think that if for whatever reason Khabib was still in this division, he would still have the belt? I don't even need your answer. Of course you do. So I just... I feel like you're selling Justin Gaethje a little bit short. And I actually think that Gaethje, I, this to me should be a pick em fight. I know it's not because of one guy's holding the belt. And you're right. I don't want to sell Charles Oliveira short. But when it comes to Justin Gaethje, what else do you want to see? Yeah, he lost to Khabib. What else has he done wrong? Well, he lost to Khabib and maybe Khabib's best performance. Like, he was dominated by Khabib. That fight wasn't even close. I mean... You know, Dustin Poirier almost at least got a guillotine. Up. Con Connor won a round against him. Dust Justin Gaethje didn't even show up to the cage that night. It was. I'm sorry. Did they all did, did did they all lose? I was looking at their records. They've all got that red mark, right? They all lost, but he had the worst okay. loss of them all. He got blown out. And as far as Charles Oliveira, like, yeah, I'm with you. Like, he definitely got he he got not only the luck of the draw that he got the title shot uh, against Michael Chandler because Dustin wanted to go fight Conor McGregor, but he beat Dustin. He beat the man. Like, you know, K Khabib's not here. And I would say, you know, if you were going to say what style does beat Nermaga Madoff, like, I do think that a guy like Charles Oliveira has shown himself to be a guy as big as he is, as well-rounded as he is. Like, maybe that is the guy who could take out a Khabib Nermaga Madoff. We'll never see it. I think Khabib's, uh, you know, happy running his Eagle FC down here and living life in Miami. But I do think that for uh, for Gaethje, he's got his hands full here, man. I, I mean, Charles Oliveira has definitely made me a believer because I was a skeptic.
if Khabib called Dana tomorrow and said, I'm changing my mind, I'm coming back, and I want Charles Oliveira once he takes care of Gaethje, he comes in at like a minus 350, even even on a break, I think. Like Charles Oliveira is... I think I'd throw my money on Oliveira. Uh, we're talking about guys who had value tonight. Like, I think I would throw money on Oliveira that night. And I'll tell you another thing. You know what I think he'd have done? He's got to beat Makachev. Makachev's the guy he's got to beat. He beats Makachev, and then if he if he calls out Habib, that's the only thing that I think gets it done. Speaking of calling out one of the best in the business, Colby Covington, when it comes to the microphone, and frankly, when it comes to fighting, I think this guy's top 10 pound for pound. He's... Everybody can, nobody can beat Usman. The guy that comes, that has come closest twice, I would say, has definitely been chaos. He's going to fight George Masvidal. That fight's creeping up on us. Covington plus 265. Jorge Masvidal minus 350 all night. You've been talking about live money and upsets, and it could happen. Are you still saying that when you can get minus 350? Excuse me, when you can get, uh, what are the odds when we find these? Uh, Plus, you can get plus 350, so minus 265 on Covington. You can get three-to-one money, bro, on Masvidal. You can do that? Dude, come on. Where, where am I doing this show from? Like, come on. What are you, I am what okay, are you asking bad. for? Am I, you, think, you think I'm going to just uh, write off Jorge Masvidal? Like, come on. What are you talking about here? Of course I'm going to say that Street Jesus can go and get it done. And they got the rivalry. These guys know each other better than ever. You never Oh. Oh, because he's a wrestler? Yeah, we've never seen Jorge Masvidal send a wrestler into the stratosphere with a flying knee or nothing like that. Not like, you know, it's of course, of course he's got a shot in this fight. I'll tell you what, it was interesting hearing guys like Gilbert Burns this week say that he thinks that Jorge Masvidal is going to get it done. Gilbert Burns is no joke. He's been at the top of that division. I know a lot of people don't like Colby Covington. Don't get me wrong. I think that's definitely part of it. People hate his guts. They don't like him. And I think that that speaks into why I think people do want Masvidal to go win this fight. But Gilbert Burns thinks he can get it done. Uh, Tyron Woodley, he's endorsing uh, his boy uh, Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, I don't think I don't, I don't think he's completely out of it. I get why the I, this is one of those though. I get why the odds are the way they are. Colby has been very close with Kamaru. He is, I, I think, very clearly the number two guy. And Jorge is on a bit of a downslide right now. He got, uh, I mean, absolutely obliterated the second time that he fought Kamaru Usman. However, this is a guy who's got a bag of tricks. Like he can he can throw. Some crazy hands. He can throw the flying knee, and he knows Colby Covington very, very well. Two guys you won't meet opponents that know each other this well. It's uh, it's a, such an interesting storyline too. Used to be roommates, all that type of stuff. So no, I don't think you can rule Jorge out, but I do understand why the odds are the way they are. Yeah, not only the outside of the octagon stuff, but inside. Don't both guys? The way I'm looking at it, both guys need a win. Like. Yeah, Masvidal was the man a couple of years ago, but that was a couple of years ago. And Colby yeah. Covington, yeah, he's lost. He fought Kamar Usman, the champion, his last two fights. But if he loses this one, that's a three-fight losing streak, man. So all of a sudden, your cachet goes down a little bit. In a weird way, both guys really need to actually go out there and not just entertain, but win this fight. Yeah, I remember, uh, I think Chael Sonnen said that he thought this was a career-ender for Jorge Masvidal, which Could Masvidal, be. which, you know... He's all he's an older fighter. Like I, I don't know what else is out there. Maybe, you know, if he loses this fight, maybe Conor McGregor says I want to return against Masvidal, and that's a monster payday for him. But yeah, as far as contention is concerned, if he doesn't win this fight, it's going to be a tough road back just because of his age, just because of the status of who the champion is, who the number one contender is. Um, I don't think that he would have a lot of success at 185. He didn't like going to 155. That's why he had this resurgence at welterweight. So I would say if I was a lean, the guy who probably needs it more, I would go Jorge just because of his age. But yeah, if Colby, if Colby loses this fight, I don't know. Maybe he's the one we're talking about has to take a, take a, weight, uh, a weight class change.
could happen. In the case of Masvidal, don't forget, this is kind of the third time, BT, that he's been chasing that belt. Like, so right before his hiatus, if you will, what was that, three or four years ago, he was there. Like, he was right on the doorstep. And then, of course, he's fought Usman the last couple of times. So is he going to be able to work his way back up to the top of the mountain again? If he loses this fight, that conversation is over. Uh, speaking of Ova, a guy that's knocked out a lot of people, Jarzino Rosenstrike is going to take on Marcin Tybora. Rosenstrike, a slight favorite in this one, minus 120. The comeback on Tybora is plus 102. Even money that this fight's going to end in a first-round knockout, and I think that's probably what I'll put my money on. Yeah, this definitely is two guys who throw bombs. Love Rosenstrike. Love me some biggie boy. He's Love a fun fighter. Uh, when he obliterated Alistair Overeem's face, that was absolutely Goodness. sick. Uh, a hail mary bomb he's a ton of fun um you know is is the the a Suriname protege of of tyrone spawn tybora is no punk man list tybora was putting an tie to ivasa in that first round before uh ty came back so i definitely think that this is a, a fun matchup with a guy a couple of guys who throw absolute haymakers who hit over him harder in the face was it rosenstrike or was it in ganu oh man i mean i gotta go in ganu in ganu that was a video game dude that was crazy <laughs> I mean, the uppercut, it was, it, was, it was literally something out of Mortal Kombat. It was crazy. Finish him. It looked like, like the biggest dude that you know at the bar that's super drunk that goes up and hits one of those machines, but nobody ever actually gets hit like right. that in person. And I mean, just clean contact. Although, to be fair, Rosenstrike did take off the lip. If you haven't seen it, that's Google true. it. He that's literally crazy. took off the lip of Alistair Overeem. So, yeah, that uh, was pretty nasty. Again, Rosenstrike, slight favorite, minus 120. Tabora at plus 102. And then speaking of Oliveira, Cowboy Oliveira is taking on Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland, fan favorite, loudmouth, plus 225. Alex Oliveira, minus 162. Nobody talks about Alex Oliveira because everybody's talking about Charles Oliveira, but all this dude does is wins fights. Yeah, he's, he's just a really, really solid veteran who can go and win fights in a lot of different ways. I do think that he, uh, I think it's a fun match for Kevin Holland because I do think that I, I think Oliver is not going to go look to try and take him down. And that's kind of been the uh, the thing that's led to the demise of Kevin Holland, like who is a fun fighter. He'll talk smack to guys who are outside the ring. He'll talk smack to Israel Adesanya while he's, while he's cage side. But he has a huge, huge hole in his game. Like he's one of those typical electric strikers who if you, if you throw any kind of takedown defense on him is a mess. And you would, you know, we've seen what, Izzy's been able to do with his takedown defense and how devastating he is if, 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 you know, any type of work has been improved with Kevin Holland. I, I really do think you'd have yourself a true contender here. Uh, I do think, though, you get a win against an Oliveira. It, it's a tough matchup, but you do. It's it's putting it back in the right direction because Oliveira is well-rounded in a lot of places. Not necessarily a wrestler, but he's he's kind of good everywhere. He will stand and bang a little bit, so it should be a fun matchup. You're checking out Tapped Out here on the BetQL Network. Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine coming up in a couple of minutes. You're going to see two grown men fight, or at least hear them, when Brendan and I go at it. So I've got my crystal ball out. The segment's called UFC Into the Future. Let me rub this thing a little bit. And it tells me that John Jones and Stipe are going to fight for the interim belt. And you can get, oh, John Jones at a pick'em versus Stipe Miocic. Who are you taking? I'm going to go John. I just, I, I still believe in the talent, even though that he's been on the shelf. I do think that he is, uh, he's the best I've ever seen do it. I think that even with him be, and I, and I like him motivated. Like, that's the thing is just like we see with Izzy. I think that is, he's, I think a little bit of boredom plays into this. And I think that if you get John Jones motivated, 
really uh, wanted to prove people wrong. I think that is maybe the most dangerous guy that's ever stepped in front of in the uh, in the cage. It's hard to argue that. Uh, real quick, what if you get Nate Diaz two to one versus Dustin Poirier? Going Poirier. I knew you were going for yeah. I'll take the plus money. All of a sudden, he's not taking the underdogs. Brendan Tobin in Miami. Sean Levine here in Kansas City. You're tapped out on the BetQL Network. Coming up next, you're going to fight me. You're locked in to the BetQL Network.